Yo, this is BJ Gador, host of the Weekly BJ Podcast. I'm a former fat guy turned cover model, and I'm also the former fitness director for the Men's Health brand. I specialize in helping busy men and women just like you burn fat, build muscle, and boost metabolism while having a little fun along the way. And I'll be interviewing some of the most influential men and women in the health, fitness, and nutrition space to give you a weekly dose of fitspiration. Follow me everywhere on social media at BJ Gador, B-J-G-A-D-D-O-U-R. And for more podcasts, plus workout, meal prep, and mobility content, please visit thedailybj.com, hashtag not a porn site. Membership is just $9.69 per month. Cancel anytime. If you enjoy this episode, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe to the podcast to be notified when each weekly episode is posted. Oh. Yo, BJ Gador with the weekly BJ podcast, and our guest this week is Gunnar Peterson, trainer to the stars. I'm in this room right now. 30, trainer 50 to, covers. Hold, hold, hold. Trainer to the stars after all I knew these you'd love years? That. We're going to pigeonhole me with that <laughs> shit? Come on. Well, you, you've trained Rocky. You're the strength niching coach for the LA Lakers. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at this wall, man. I'm in the right city. You are in the right city. Right. I mean, if you, you could be the best trainer in the world, and if you're in. You know, Fargo or Charleston or, you know, Delray Beach, Sylvester Stallone isn't there. The Lakers aren't there. I'm in the right city. That's true. Location is everything. I actually started my career in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Good luck with that. It was, uh, you know, it was brutal. But I knew if I could get people to make changes there, I could have success But other places. Great city, Milwaukee, great restaurants, great sports scenes, great heritage. Yes. There's a lot of great things about Milwaukee. But if you're going into this to do... You know, celebs and TV and movie actors and that, you're in the wrong city. I bet. No, no, and, and that's interesting too, because obviously I'm sure you've gotten, uh, you know, you've been doing this since the 90s. Uh, some would call you the original celebrity trainer. There no really chance. wasn't a thing. No, there was. I, I would say if you're going to have to pin that title on somebody, who knows, you know, what was happening behind the scenes, who knows who people like Jack Lane worked with and who maybe Joe Weider, other than bodybuilders, who he, he may have ended up coaching. But I think you got to give that title. Uh, I would say Jake Steinfeld. Okay, Body by Jake? I think Body by Jake. Really? And, I, and I also see people say Body by this, and I go, ah, uh, I don't know. That was his thing, right? I would leave that alone and, and nothing but respect. Because that, that is, that's a Take very your hat thing. off when you walk into Jake's house. And, and he, I mean, he's crushed it with the, uh, does he even, I mean, he, he's doing so well at this point that he just. Oh, there's no chance he trains people anymore. Okay. No chance. He's got the whole. Uh, he's got a TV thing. He's got products. He's doing. He's killing it. He's doing. It's a natural transition, right? He did what he did, groundbreaking, and then moved on. And, and he's doing. Uh, I don't know, so better, but definitely bigger and, and grander things. I think that's cool. He set. He set the table for all of us to, to eat at for sure. Well, this is a two-level gym. You've got your own parking space. Two full levels of some of the best equipment. You mean I have parking for other people? Well, I'm, I'm parking here, too. My own parking space. I love Well, that. I mean, the, the whole, I mean, it's uh, reserve driving for, in. Reserve for the head idiot. <laughs> you got the Propel, the Gatorades. I mean, th- this is honestly the, as a guy who loves fitness, I mean, this is like walking into Toys R Us, though, unfortunately, there are kids now who won't even know what that is like. I saw that. Tragic. It is. Yeah. I was a huge fan. Just, yep. It would make, you know, 30 minutes in there would be like... 
And your parents didn't even have to buy you anything. No. Just let you walk up and down the aisle. Just to see it, touch Spread it. your little germs on everything. Yes. Yeah. S- just smell the, the new, <laughs> yeah. the new and then the space. And so you, you built this incredible gym. How do you, because I'm sure you get a lot of young trainers saying, I want to I be just like you. You mentioned it before we started recording. I want to do what you do. How do you go about starting a career like this? Well, you have to define, you want to do what I do, meaning what? You want to work with celebrities? Write their flag on the play. Okay. Why do you want to work with celebrities? Because you want to rub shoulders with them and tell the stories, you know, to your friends back in Milwaukee? I don't know about that. I think that's kind of creepy. Uh, if it's because you want to get into the industry on some other level, you know, you want to be an actor, you want to be a, a lyricist, you want to uh, play in somebody's band, you want them to read your script. I think that stuff is, I think that's, um, I think that's the wrong way to go about this. Is it because you have um, a, a protocol or a platform in fitness that you want to get out to the masses and you figure attaching yourself to someone who has um, a voice in the world, in the community, and by being attached to them, that will give you a place to, to tell your story and maybe it can help people? I'm not mad at that. Um, but I think just wanting to be around celebrities is there's a word for that, isn't it? Like stalking? Yeah, predator. Yeah, yeah predator. There you go. So um, if you want to do this meeting, you want to be um, in the fit. You want to be somewhere in fitness where people listen to you or, or where you can get a good message out. I think I have no problem with that. So I, really, I co- think you have to be in one of the bigger cities. I think you have to be in a place where people take notice and it's hard. You can be a phenomenal trainer, an unbelievably skilled and knowledgeable and, and educated trainer. And if you're not in a marketplace where people are going to put a, a microphone or a camera in front of you, it's hard to get a message out. And by the, the flip side of that, right? The B side of that is you can be a, not so great, not so educated trainer uh, with with um, not great methods, and for whatever reason, you end up training someone who's in the spotlight, and people start listening to you, and that's how a lot of misinformation gets out there, and and that's it's unfortunate because a lot of people want to learn the right thing, they want to get ahead, they want to make changes, make gains, and they can't because they're listening to uninformed knotheads who for whatever reason have the microphone and you were obviously you started your career and built it before social media was even a thing for fitness so how how do you uh, you're on instagram you got a big following on instagram Uh, what what goes through someone's someone like your mind just to see how it is i had somebody say to me not too long ago a trainer uh and you tell me if he was bitter or not he said it was so much easier for you to get ahead when you started and to make a name for yourself than it is nowadays. And, and I, I mean, I'm not going to waste my time or energy being offended, but I was offended. You should what be. do you mean? It's easier for me? Hang on. You mean when there were so few ways to get a message out, I had to be sought after and found by someone who knew about me or heard about me and bothered to take the time to track me down and ask me questions and record it and get it into a print, uh, into print media. Oh, that's easier than you filming yourself pontificating some new fitness move and and blasting it out to the world on social media. No, 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 no. It was a lot harder then. No, without a doubt. I mean, and a lot of, and people cared less. People didn't know about it or know they weren't 
as hungry for fitness tidbits as they are today. Everybody's looking for something in fitness now. It wasn't part of the culture. I mean, even in places like Milwaukee now, people know they need to work out. You know, I think in the 90s, 2000s, maybe L.A., New York, Miami, they've been ahead of the, the curve. But you know, now people at least know what is and isn't, you know, food they should be eating more often than not or that they have to exercise with some vigor if they want to have a long and, and, and you know, quality of life. So, uh, and I remember when I came out in 2005 and I started my fitness career, there were like five or ten big names. So to get to that point in fitness, like people you would follow or that were household names in magazines. Before anybody followed anybody. Exactly. Right? Just your puppy followed you back then. Exactly. And now it's, you can, if you have abs and you make an account and a couple videos go viral, you can be someone that might reach more people than someone with two decades of in the trenches experience. So that, sure. that has to, and you're still successful and you found a way to, to continue this relevance all the way through, but I'm sure that has to eat a little bit at someone like you who no, I don't care. Before, I've never, you know? No, 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 no. I don't think you could. That's another bad use of time and energy, right? Okay. Um, if anybody's successful and they're doing well, whether it's followers, you know, today's currency, how many followers does somebody have, or if financial windfall, they've made a ton of money doing something. I'm happy for those people. Good for them. Good for you. It's it hard out there. So if you found a way to do it and through whatever persona you've concocted or whoever you are and you know if you're the all shucks guy and you you lucked into the right clientele and you end up doing well i'm happy for you you know it also goes with celebrities that if somebody goes god i should be training that girl i should be training that guy no you shouldn't the person who's training them should be training them and that's good and and it, it, that's like coveting someone's spouse right kind of yeah. creepy leave it alone if they're with them leave that alone don't poach people um you know, just keep doing what you're doing. Stay in your lane. Do a good job. Quality rises, right? It's the flight to quality, like in a stock market downturn. So, so you know, everything starts to crash. If you're good, if you're quality, you'll succeed. People will come to you. And I think there's also this, uh, and we see it in the magazines when I worked at Men's Health. You know, you've got to find a way to make things that you know, find a way to make a push-up new and exciting, right? Or you know, with celebrity celebrity clients, they constantly want the newest, latest stuff. And I've heard, and a lot of times they bounce around to different trainers or how do you trainer keep, hoppers, trainer hoppers, right? Program hoppers, and how do you keep the same people keep you know coming back? I, I saw in the one of these things too, like it's an hour of just go go go. Uh, what type of culture have you created here that just makes these you already people hit keep it. coming you, back? You, you touched on it a few minutes ago and didn't even realize it. What was that? Parking. Parking. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I kid sort of. Parking is huge in this town. I bet. You pull up to a gym or your trainer or your uh, Group X place, you have to circle the block twice to park your car, you're not going back on Wednesday. Or if you do and it happens again, you're definitely not going back on Friday. You have to, you know, when people, I'm going to open a gym, good luck with that. I mean, you can. Look, if I did, anybody can for sure. But parking is huge in this town. You have to have, I mean, it's required. There are ways around it. You can get a valet or you get this, but people don't like all the time having to leave their car, having to have some kind of trivial exchange with somebody, having to give them a few dollars. That that um, that waters down the experience that they're looking to have. They want to be able to go, 
park their car, walk in, not be bothered, not have to have. That's why they're going to a trainer, right? Yep. They're, they're not. They don't want to have to sign in at the desk, say hello to Cheryl behind the counter, wave to Johnny over there on the elliptical. They want to be able to get in and get after at least the people who are coming here or who come here on a regular basis. That's part of it. It's it's a relatively intimate experience, right? It's 5,000 square feet. There are two trainers here, me, one other person. Um, and the two of us are just, it's just all day long, back to back to back to back. So parking is key. And, and as we know, all the research says if the gym is more than five minutes away, they're not staying with it long term. So you add the, the pain of having to park, you know, especially if there are people around. You've got a very private you know, secluded, uh, convenient setup. So I'm sure a lot of the people you're working with, it, it's a nice reprieve from probably walking well, on the streets here. Yeah, and it's also, I mean, you can say paparazzi proof, and, and maybe we're not, but we're close, and maybe that doesn't apply to everybody, but I can tell you the ones that that matters uh, to, that, that's a big plus. The fact that we have off-street parking and it's private, that's key. But did you really come here to talk about parking? Well, I mean, you know, I think it's an, it's just so funny you say that because people, uh, I mean, one of the first thing you mentioned location and, and there, I know a lot of people for years, I was wondering why, like I couldn't get ahead, uh, in Milwaukee to the degree I wanted to get ahead to and like, wow, it's just, this is just not the right place at this time to do, you know, um, people overlook the simple things like parking location, um, it's just funny you mentioned, I mean, parking, I wasn't expecting that to be the number one thing. I was expecting you to say, I, I combine, you know, strength and cardio and we go nonstop and they always get something new. I was hitting you with a dose of humility. It was good. You like that? I liked it. But look at this. You look at designer brands, right? And you'll see, you know, name the designer and, and you'll see the store. And then somewhere on the awning, it'll say Beverly Hills, London, New York, Tokyo, Milan. Yep. Right? Because... Those are the places that that designer brand, that's where that works. It's not going to say, and I'm not going to knock any city, but there are certain places where not important. It doesn't say Milwaukee. Uh, those are your <laughs> words. My thoughts, your words. Uh, you know, it's just because that's not important there. But there are certain things that the Milwaukee population needs, wants, demands that probably wouldn't work in other markets sure. so y when you're when you're gonna hang your shingle somewhere you have to make sure that the demographic you're targeting and you should have a target it shouldn't just be i do this i'm gonna open up shop here because that's that's the road to frustration you bet so you gotta know you know right what's the old saying i he could sell he could sell ice to eskimos you know but they don't need it. So why do you do that? If you're going to open an ice business, go somewhere in the South. Well, and you've got options too, right? You can be, you know, I played D3 football, which is like being uh, the best of the worst. You know, you're a big fish in a small pond. Well, it's only um, the best of the worst if you won at your D3 football. That's true, yeah. Right. I, it could be, yeah, and that's another way to put it too. Um, you know, so th not, not to say that you can't have a huge impact in fitness without having to be in L.A., New York, because totally. uh, you, you have less technically less competition you have the ability to impact at a deeper level than i mean how many trainers do you out see on it? i mean is it just all it's basically trainers and actors you can't swing a tornado ball out here without hitting a trainer it's unreal it's unreal and i mean I, I can't imagine how they can live here but don't forget population density out here depending on what study you read it's 11 12 15 or 17 million people in the greater la area and i don't know the borders that are used for those studies but take the low number 11 million that's a lot of people that's it is. a lot of it people. is 
15 like great cities yeah. bang 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 all around each other right. and you've got the beautiful environment to play around with I remember one of the first books, uh, it came out around the time I decided in college to start pursuing fitness as a career. It was your G-Force book, and one thing that struck me with that is you really were into the variation aspect of how you structured the workouts and just you know small tweaks, changing the grip, the stance, uh, the angle, and uh, that I think spoke a lot to just your understanding of how and like I was joking about men's health, it's like how do we make a push-up novel today in this issue? And part of how you get people to keep coming back for years upon years is you're able to do that. And can you kind of talk about how you structure a workout? Cause you too much variety and you never get progress or it's just, and it looks hokey. Yeah, exactly. But not enough variety. And you know, the psychology always trumps the programming, right? Goes stale. There you go. And, and think about if your brain is, your body is being a survival mechanism, right? It wants to do as little as it has to do to accomplish the task that you're putting it through. Right? So, if your if your brain is bored with it, there's a chance that your body's already been on cruise control before. So if it's on cruise control, it's doing exactly what it has to. But it's not you're not making you know what's that old saying? I have it written out there. Um, it begins at the uh, change begins at the outside your comfort zone or at the end of your comfort zone, right? So if you're not outside your comfort zone, not much change is happening. Right. If it's not changing, if it's not forced to adapt, it doesn't have to change. And people come here for change. They're not coming here. Nobody's coming here saying, hey, I look great. Let's just find a way to maintain this. And that's also a misnomer because you can't maintain something organic. Right. It's always changing on some level, cellular, physiological level. So are they changing? Are they put in a position where they have to adapt? And through that adaptation comes the change. And it's not to say that you have to make every like make up a new fucking exercise uh, that just for making it up. But I think a lot of people could just say if there's six movements, five basics and one novel, unique one is probably enough to give them the mental stimulus to feel like. Or tweak it. I just was working with somebody and we went through whatever the movements were and three times through the first one was set at X. The second time I bumped up the weight, the third time I bumped up the reps. He's an older guy. I don't need to just keep overloading him. It's not about, you know, we can do more. That's not what he's into. But if we can do that second higher weight that I chose for a couple more reps, he sees progress. His body goes, wait a minute, you up the weight, now you want me to do it more times? So there's going to be a little bit of a change there. That's enough to keep that going for today. Next time, maybe I'll bump up the weights. Next time, maybe I'll take all the reps with the lower weight. You have to throw something that keeps them engaged. And he goes, I feel this is heavier. You changed the weight. Yeah, I did. Great. So we're tuned in. I love it. What is your thought process? So most sessions are an hour long. What, from start to finish, how are you creating the gunner fitness experience? Like, what what are they... I mean, What's that process? I, I write a different workout for every person every night. Okay. Um little tweaks little changes again keeping the body so it has to to adapt to it and keeping the brain so it's engaged um i don't throw in gratuitous balance components i I, um i think i've seen certain people mistake the word functional for balance test for bozu ball fail yeah or (laughs) you know auditioning for a cirque du soleil act you're like the person doesn't need to do that. Well, I don't understand what that's serving. You know, functional is a, it's a broad stroke term, and, and it's different for everybody. You know, it's different. A, a new mom, is her functional is different from a power forward. 
So I got to find things that challenge her that are going to help make her everyday life better or easier um, when she's outside the gym, just like you do for an athlete. So it, there's going to there's going to be a strength component. There's going to be a balance component. There's going to be offset loading. There's going to be um, cardiovascular challenges, like usually little spikes, because most people, even basketball, the energy demands it's it's a it's a burst of energy, right? It's a it's a thirty second. It's a one minute. It's a two minute, and then there's a foul or a timeout or um, whatever, and, and it's and that pace of play stops. Well, that's similar in real life, you know. Uh, if I'm training you for running, then we're going to run for sure. But if you're training for regular life, it's going to be bursts of activity. And so that's always peppered into the workouts. Um, and they're going to be, uh, I, we do a lot more work sub-maximally than maximally because I'm not training people for that. Um, we'll push you on strength stuff for sure. And um, we'll shore up the weaknesses and play to the strengths. We don't just train your strengths. We don't just spend time on your weaknesses. There's, like you said, the psychology of it. That's huge. You want people to leave here uh, on an uptick. I want them to leave here thinking, I feel great. I feel spent, but I feel great. And and not, I feel so spent that I have to go home and nap, but I feel spent. And this uh, lends itself to my having a better day overall. You bet. And I remember one early in my career, I kind of identified I ran boot camps in Milwaukee and corporate community. And really what it was is finding the safest way to make them sweaty, sore and tired. They needed the mix of everything. Right. To feel like this is a useful workout. So you've got to play that game of you got to give them a little bit of muscle soreness. Otherwise, like what I'm doing with you isn't working. Well, they feel like I, I don't feel like I did anything. And I go, did I imagine yesterday? Did that not <laughs> happen? I clearly remember you doing overhead presses, walking lunges with lateral raises and some upright rows on the Smith. Did I, did that not happen? Maybe you're not sore from it. Maybe it'll be sore tomorrow. I mean, let's see. They want to feel punished in a way. Uh, yeah. Fair. And and so what, what do you do from that standpoint? Cause you know, part of the whole thing is, uh, nothing's worse. Yeah, not getting the results you're looking for is bad, but getting someone hurt is the worst thing you can do as a trainer. Whether it's an athlete or celebrity, that's a great way to never get someone to come back and get yeah. a bad reputation. So also making them so sore that you, you know you, they're hobbled. You can't. And, and, and they've I've lost. Heard, they've lost ability from the workout. And I hear trainers say, "Oh, I crushed him. He won't walk tomorrow." And I think you're a fool. If he can't walk tomorrow, he's definitely not coming here. Yep. He's also probably going to be questioned by his friends or his spouse. Dude, what happened? Why are you walking like that? Oh, my trainer crushed me. And someone at some point is going to speak up and go, you know, that's a lot. I don't, you know, my trainer doesn't do that, and I feel great or look great. And, and he's going to start looking somewhere else because they don't want that feeling all the time. You can't – you have to help – you have to add to their life and not take away. Yeah. And then what – what education goes with that with your I mean, when you sit down with a client and set the expectations that yeah i mean a six-year-old can make you sweaty sore and tired it's not it's not a difficult thing to do what's difficult is to find the right amount of stress to apply to get a result without taking away not just for what's going to happen tomorrow the next week but 5 10 15 years from now is that a part of your conversation with the client when you start with them to kind of get them to buy into what you're doing no i usually get uh i ask their goals I ask about sports history, injury history, fitness history, and those are all different and not always interconnected. And um, then I tell them what I prepared for them. And I, you know, obviously I, I was shooting in the dark, so here's what I plan. 
the workout I bring out, they're always typed up and printed out. And I say, this is a template. It's not a Bible. So some people look at it. Some people never look at it. They don't care. Other people look at it and go, we're going to do those. Or how come we didn't do those? And I, because I reserve the right to, if I saw you struggling on something, I may pull the next movement or substitute something in. So it's just a guideline. And then um, I talk to them about realistically what happens in the gym, how much of what goes on in here lends itself to the overall change that they're looking for. Even if you're in here four, five, six days a week, right? That's four, five, six hours of exercise. That leaves on the on the on the high end 162 hours left, or on the low end 162 hours left in your week. What are you doing with those? What's the eating look like? What's the stress reduction look like? What's the hydration look like? What's the sleep, rest, and recovery look like? If you're not playing into all those, what we're doing here, sure it'll do something, but but you got to lose those images in your head of you walking out of here after three workouts a week for four weeks being the person that shredded cover model guy that you think you're going to be that's not going to happen and how long do you typically have working with uh you know someone has a movie role coming up or a new album uh and i know you've had long-term clients but what's a typical process there where someone says i've got to get ready for this role and oh i've had people show up and say in two weeks i'm shooting this really two weeks And I, I can, I'm thinking of one in particular, and I said, why don't you go? She goes, what should we do? I said, well, I think you should go. It was 6 a.m., and she sat arms folded, and she was doing a bathing suit scene. She goes, I'm shooting this in two weeks. And I said, you should. She goes, what should we do? And I said, why don't you head home and come back in a week and make this a real challenge, which was my sarcastic way of <laughs> saying Honey, nothing we do is going to change. You know, when you, this yeah. is your starting point and your finish line is literally right there. So we ended up working, and it, and uh, she's trained with me for three years, so it worked out. But, you know, other times you have somebody for, uh, I think I worked with Angelina for a year okay. before Tomb Raider 2. So we had a lot leading up to that, and it was terrific. And that's, I mean, that's a good amount of time to get to really create a change. Yeah, it may have been 11 months, but either way, uh, and, you know, she comes in, it's not like she's ever looked bad a day in her life. So you already have something and somebody with an open attitude, great to work with, and you're going for, you know, that's, if you see that movie, I thought she looked terrific in that. Yeah, absolutely. What do people that do your workouts say the most about the workout? Like, what, what's the most common thing you hear people say about your training style, what the session's like? I mean, I don't know. They don't tell me about it. They're just out of here at the end. I, I don't hear about it. It's, I mean, I think if they come back that that's, therein lies the compliment and I think if they don't then maybe it just wasn't the match made in heaven that you hoped it would be it's not for everybody right and that's I, true and I say this this is not I don't think personal training is for everybody I don't think everybody does well with a trainer I don't think everybody does well in group exercise I don't think everybody does well in team sports it, it, you know there are a lot of variables out there if you decide you need uh, the trainer to, to map it out for you to to steer you clear of injury um to to help you make the most of your time in the gym you know the people i was in the gym for three hours today i'm like who'd you run into because there's no way you were in there working with any kind of intensity for three hours if you're the average newbie right there's just no way um you know i go to the gym for three hours on the weekend and i think what is it exactly that you do over there how bad is your home life because three hours in the gym incredible cranking you'd be well you'd be in a lot better shape frankly but you'd be 
smoked. There's just... I mean, people have 30 to 40 minutes of intensive training in them on a daily basis. And that fluctuates based on stress, sleep. And I'm talking people that train regularly. For sure. So, uh, I mean, that, that's obviously a big part of what you have to accomplish here is you've got to get a lot done in a short period of time. And it ca- kind of seems, too, from what I've seen, clips and everything else, uh, stuff you've had featured, uh, you find a way to eliminate all possible dead time by, you know, pairing the appropriate movements or yeah. mixing stimulus. Yeah. And yes. um, there's a real choreography to this that I think a lot of people don't appreciate. Oh, yeah. I mean, I hope. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I... I I do write it up that way um, because, right, the only commodity they can't recreate is time. They can make more money. They can get more rest. They can they, buy more clothes. They can, they can do everything. They can't make more time. So to waste their time in the gym, shame on you as a trainer. Shame on me if I'm doing that. And I, I try to be at the ready for the next movement. Now, if they need to sit for 15 seconds or 30 seconds or a minute and a half, whatever it is, okay, but that's you. That's not, you're not sitting there because I didn't, I wasn't ready and I want to make, I want to make it. And and so obviously that doesn't work for guys looking for hypertrophy, right? Like if you're training bodybuilder just for mass and size, this pace of training is probably not what you want. So I would skew that differently. I've had guys come in for roles and, and they need to put on size. I've had, you know, basketball guys need to be bigger and stronger, frankly. So, so we don't train that same way. Um, but for the other ones, you got to have, you got to have a pace. You got to have, and you have to also be respectful of the other trainer in the room, right? You have to choreograph it here. I don't like the people who come here. I don't try to have them working right next to my other trainer, Brad, and his client that's it's all of a sudden like we got a big room why are you right next to me man that's a little creepy yeah I get that and what's interesting too is uh, I think the common trajectory in fitness is you know you want to get all your training of people done right away so you can go and become an executive or an entrepreneur or you know online trainer and you're one of the few that I've seen that has been doing this for so long and has not seemed to want to step away from it in fact You've done eleven sessions. Uh, 11, it's eleven sessions a day most days. Like no, I think now I'm down to between seven, eight, nine people a day. Oh, so you, I'm dramatic fa- reduction. <laughs> well, I'm also fair about it. Look, I, uh, I get tired, right? Sometimes, like, to, I don't want to. I don't want to take on eleven if my last two are getting seventy percent of what I've got. That's not fair to them. That's not what they came here for, and I don't want to deliver like that. So. Um, I will book one or two less on Friday. At the end of the week, it's a lot of hours. Um, Saturday, I do a half day. Uh, and it's not that I don't have other aspirations or goals or want to do other things. I, I like being in the gym. I like working with the people. I, I like watching people catch that little fitness buzz of, God, I feel great, or I'm doing this better, or that was more weight, or look at this. I had a girl today who, who trained with me through her pregnancy, um, and she's been back now, and, and she's working at it. And I had her in my Sorenex rack with the jammer arms, right, and the handles looped towards the center. And she turned, and she got this huge grin. And she goes, look at this. I said, what am I looking at? She goes, look, look, I fit between these. I fit between the bars. Wow. When I first got back from my pregnancy, I didn't fit between them. Look at this. Look what we're doing. And we laughed, and I said, I'm going to call Bert Soren, who owns Soren. I said, yep. and tell him that the, the width between the handles on your jammer arms are somebody's benchmark. I said, for most people, and I said this to her, for most people, it's 
they get on the scale or it's a certain pair of jeans. I said, for you, it's the width of the handles on the jammer arms that you can monitor your progress. And she was so excited about that. And that still gets you going to the I same like level. I like seeing her. I like seeing her excited about her progress. I like watching people. Uh, the last guy I trained when you walked in, and he's 80 years old, right? And and he's a big-time movie actor and has a big-time role coming up, which is crazy at 80, you know, good for him. And they said, we'd like to add another day to his training this week. Wow. And I thought, at 80? I mean, great, but great. I love feeling that. I also think take away nothing from anybody who's not doing it the way I'm doing it. Um, if you're not in the gym and you're not working with people, even if it's a couple people a day kind of thing, I think it, I, I shouldn't talk about others. I would say this. It makes, it keeps me relevant. Yep. I feel, I feel like I'm in touch with my demographic. I feel like the stuff I'm doing is relevant. I feel like if I'm putting it out there on social media or in any kind of, uh, podcast or article that it's real because I just did it this morning so kind of hard for you to question me when I did it this morning and the people left and they want to add days or they're seeing their progress means it must be working or it must be right so I don't want to pull away from that it's the same reason a stand-up comic uh, will still go to a club randomly and do a spot just to stay in the mix of it and not lose because it's it's a well, your stuff becomes stale. Exactly. And it bec- and it's not relevant anymore. And you're telling the same jokes or the same shtick as a trainer. I mean, that's great that you trained that way in the 70s. Not that the body can't still respond to that, but there have to be more efficacious ways to work the body in a limited time or to get to a different end goal. And I like to keep up with that. I'm a fitness nerd. I, I read. I look on Instagram. I... I watch DVDs. I see stuff streaming. I go YouTube. Yes, DVDs. I go back to that stuff to see what some people were doing. And I like to, you know, there's way, there, there are ways to pull and poach from the people who came before you and incorporate that into what you're doing today. And you can create um, some pretty fun and interesting and compelling programming. No, without a doubt. What do you do? What's your weekly routine look like at this point? Are you doing... Same style, like one-hour workout. No, that's that funny. Clients, I just, we or? just tweet again because we're ours is when I say ours, I work out with Brad Siskin, my other trainer here, um, who does great stuff. He puts a lot of stuff, a lot of content on Instagram. He's like this ninja. We'll do our workouts, and then later he'll post something. I go, I didn't see you do that, and it literally he had like dipped out in the middle of the workout and filmed something in the corner of himself. But he puts out great content. But um, we do a certain amount of steady-state cardio. 30 minutes, 40 minutes, whatever it is. And then we stretch and then we do weights. But lately we've started, like I just tweaked the cardio and I started doing, I, started, I went back to running. I was doing a ton of cycling and I went back to running and I started on the Alter G. I had a, a glute ham, two, I had two, a glute injury and a hamstring injury. And I just got back to running on an Alter G, the anti-gravity treadmill this week. Oh, cool. Um, maybe it's been 10 days now. And so I changed that up, and we added a lot of Metcon stuff with sled pushes, ropes, kettlebell swings, um, some power move, more more unilateral dumbbell like cleans and snatches, um, high pulls, that stuff. And we put that in, and jump rope. So we'll do 
the cardio, which is reduced time now, 25, 30, 35 minutes, and then we'll do the Metcon stuff, five moves, two times through, three times through, and then we'll go back to more push-pull split, old-school bodybuilding stuff uh, with lower extremity put in every day but different plane of motion or, or posterior anterior chain dominant. It, but it seems like you're trying to do something yeah, we're almost always, every day? I mean, six days a week. Six yeah. days a week. Yeah. And then you, you give yourself but one full not, rest day or? Mm, yeah, ish. Uh, ish. It's not crazy. Look, it's not people you can't train that hard. I'm, yes, I can. Yes, I do. And You're just simulating every day. It, yeah. Yeah. And I'm doing it. And, and why does everyone want to tell you you can't do it? I can do it. Look, I'm doing it. Well, it might be healthier if you recovered or maybe, but it might not. And if I feel good and I do this and I can still perform at a level that makes me feel good and I can still deliver to, you know, my 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 core competency obviously is the training and I can still deliver to my clients and I can also be home and be a husband and a father and a, and a dog owner. I mean, why does anybody, why are you going to tell me it's wrong? So what's your thought process and starting with the cardio then moving on from there? I always love to hear people because you know, I've done it the other way. I've done it, uh, weights then cardio. There's something about the cardio. We sort of ease into it. It's not super intense, uh, steady state, low end, steady state. Now with, the running I've added more sprints on that alter G it's, you know when you're going at 80-85% of your body weight it's it's easier um, but to build up the speed so the so the mechanics are still there and, and uh, it's just a little less pounding right like running your car's engine while it's up on the blocks um, and and there's a social component to it we are chatting during that we are catching up on sports centers seeing what other teams did around the league seeing you know happenings in the sports world uh, and and talking, there's a there's a camaraderie that evolves when you work out with someone. So you know, and we'll have other trainers come in, guest trainers, as it were. Okay. I want to come work out with you. I go. I want to come meet with you. I usually say, well, come jump in on our workout. And they're like, 5 a.m. I go, yeah. I mean, yeah. You're a trainer. That should be in your wheelhouse. Well, that's a good thing to point out too. Is that early morning workouts? It gives you at least a half an hour to kind of ramp up. You know, nervous system kind of gets woken up a bit, and yep. so you know, because obviously, there's optimal and there's effective, and there's also what you have to do because you know your body. And uh, any some people will say because they want the absolutes, like never do cardio before strength. I'll never or, tell you that. Yeah, exactly. Because I'll, I'll look, I just said never. There's the absolute. There you go. So that's the only absolute I'll give you is that I'm never giving you an absolute. Ab- I love that because ultimately. Uh, you know, for some people, the reason they don't work out is because they don't have something that's 10 minutes long that can get them eased into the session. They want to go from sitting at the desk to CrossFit, a CrossFit wad. Well, then and it's gonna, just an impossible... And they're going to be at their physical therapist pretty Exactly. Soon. It's a, a disconnect there. So I think for a lot of people, you know, it sounds like just getting warm, getting the blood flowing. Um, well, it's funny. I have, uh, I've had other trainers here working with me, and I start clients, and I'll have them... Start with a, f- and I watch them, right? So it may be a three, a four, a five, an eight, a ten minute warm up on an arc trainer, a spark trainer, an elliptical, sometimes a treadmill, but usually more something um, closed kinetic chain, which is just repetitive motion. And I've had other trainers in here who want to put them through a dynamic warm up and that. And I go, oh, I get that. It's super effective. I, I understand that. But I do what I do with them because. It's like I want them to check out of the outside world and check into the gym. I want them to kind of let their body, let, let their brain just relax, exhale, 
they're going through this repetitive motion. They don't have to think about um, core temperature is going to elevate. Yep. And and they're all, they're kind of locked in right now. And and I'll I'll give them that moment alone. I'll start it for them, and then I'll kind of drift away, or I'll stay and they'll they'll unload some stuff. And and by the time they get off, they're already mentally in a better place. Bodies warmed up, and the first couple movements I'll have them do are going to be things that they can ease into physically and mentally. It's not the most uh, challenging from a technique standpoint. We're not going to start with that. That's, to me, your courting injury, and, and there's no upside. Interesting. I love that. What uh, What do you hate, like, personally? Just, uh, like, what type of exercise or style of training? Like, you might still do it because you know you need it, but, like, what can't you stand? I, I don't do that one, you know. Um, I had a moment here. Let's, let's flash back. I had a moment in 1987 where I looked in the mirror, and I lived in Koreatown out here. I had just moved here. And I didn't like what I saw. And I had been skipping abs. And I said, I'm never skipping abs in my workout again. And I have never missed. It's something, whether it's, whether it's a plank, it's, it's, it's something in one plane of motion under resistance. Not, so I think, and, and I'm just using that because it's funny to go back that far. My buddy said, yeah. you haven't skipped abs in like 40 years. I, okay, it's 30, but <laughs> nice trying. Um, so, so uh, I think you take what you hate and you make it your favorite, right? You, you, you don't like spinach, eat it until you go, Mom, are we having spinach tonight? I mean, you, you, I don't want anything to own me like that. And the same goes with something that I love doing. If I feel like that thing owns me, I try to break away from it. Interesting. Yeah. Get to, you get to those the point are also where you, little mental games you play with yourself, right? Well, you, you made the spinach analogy. It's like, well, what you end up doing is you force yourself to find a way to make it taste good. For sure. Right amount of garlic and salt, yeah. uh, maybe cooked, maybe thrown into a shake. Right. Um, so that that it really is the, the beauty of where people always want to either go to the easiest route or work right. around something. Water takes the easiest way downhill. So you got to go. go, you got to be careful with that because you'll end up, we're in a society today where you don't have to look you don't have to do this you don't have to go to a trainer you don't have to go work out at all it's up to you you know once you're once you're out of someone else's jurisdiction whether that's your peers in college your parents in high school or whatever your upbringing is it's on you it's really on you you know what fascinates me is uh you know, you get someone that comes in. It, for some people, it's very clear, like, this person's going to be a rock star. This person's going to be gone in a week. And then occasionally someone comes through, or I used to call them Roman candles, where, like, they're so excited, and it's a, just a glorious, bright, beautiful two weeks. Yeah. And then, then they're done because they, they burnt themselves out, and they just didn't have a, a long-term mindset about themselves. But then occasionally someone sneaks in, they're quiet, and they end up becoming your longest-term client or your big, biggest success story. So, obviously... It's it's case by case, but how do you know when someone is just it's just not going to work out for this person? Fitness is just not, at least at this point in their life, it's just not going to be. Well, you hear some trainers say, "Oh, I fire those people," and I think as kind of, uh, bragging about it that they oh, have the right yeah. to take to yeah. Oh yeah, but so I think that's funny. It's a misnomer. How can you fire someone who hired you? Now you can <laughs> quit, but then you're a quitter. Well, it's a defense mechanism. Of course, nothing hurts it more comes than, from an insecurity. Yes, nothing hurts more than someone saying your workout sucks or you're not good enough for me to come back and. Oh, I don't like you. Yeah, 
right? I don't yeah. like your face. You smell. Whatever it is. Yeah. So they go, I got rid of that guy. I fired that guy. You like, didn't fire the guy. The guy hired you. You made yourself <laughs> unavailable, okay, or you just said to him you're not going to work with him anymore and you quit. But uh, so you mean how do you know when they're going to when it's not working? Well, like, what are some red flags that this person is just not ready to make a change? You, I'm, mostly there's these mental, psychological well, hang-ups. Look, but I'm, I'm, um, I'm my own person on that. I don't necessarily follow the guidelines that are in you know uh the trainer manual uh, i don't if you cancel on me i don't call you not because i'm too cool to call you because i figure you cancel you'll reach out when you're ready to come back uh, again it's on it's on you it's on them yeah i don't want to be that guy i don't want to be that message in your phone that you go oh god this guy keeps texting me ever i don't check in with you now if you're somebody who's been coming to me for a long time and all of a sudden you just no show you want to I make sure they're not dead. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Sure. And, and those are your words. Again, my thoughts. Yeah. Are they dead? I better check. Um, <laughs> but but if it's somebody who, you know, they're in, they're out, they're, they're late, they, 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 they miss, you know, every sixth workout, you can kind of go, oh, she'll blow this off today. Th- that happens. That, and that's real life. And people who have kids and jobs and are pulled in a number of different directions, I don't need to be the voice. I don't want to be. Right, the the your conscience. That's on again. It's on you. I don't want to be the guy that says, you know, you really should have worked out yesterday, Sally. What happened to you? You want to try to get it in this weekend? I'm not going to do that to you. You know where I am. You know what we we agreed. You know, Thursday four. You didn't show up. Okay. If that starts to happen on a regular basis, I'll. I, I text every one of my clients, kind of tedious, kind of old school. I text everybody on Saturday and I say, or sometimes Sunday, and I say, am I seeing you this week? It's the same text I send. And I get, yes, great. Can I do this? Can I do this? What do you have? Because I don't keep people in set time slots. Because oh, wow, in, really? in this market, that doesn't work. Maybe Milwaukee, but that does not work here. Because everybody, there are a few that would like that, but then what happens is they go to change it, and I'm like, I just made it work that I was seeing you every day at this time, and now you're changing it. Well, yeah, because the dentist, right. And next week, it's the eye doctor, and the following week, it's the podiatrist, and then the following week, it's your mom came in town. And So I just call and I say, what are you looking for this week? And, you know, the people who want 8 o'clock, maybe they'll want 7, maybe they'll want 9, maybe they'll want 10, maybe Friday they have to shift it to the afternoon because they got something in the morning. And I lay it out. If you've canceled on me a few times, I might not text you one week because I think either you're pulling away or your life's getting in the way, and I don't want to be the guy that keeps... You don't want to be associated with that. I don't want to keep bugging you. Yeah. I don't want to be another thing that... Another plate that you're keeping in the air, right? I want you to do this because you want to do this. Well, and then you get people saying, I want to train celebrities, and like, do you? Because the level of flexibility you're describing is like off the charts. Hardest part about training a celebrity is scheduling them. Period. I mean, it's scheduling. It's literally not, every it's not week. The workout. It's scheduling them. They are being pulled. Everybody goes, oh, it's so easy. The guy makes a movie and then he's got all this free time. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He's reading a jillion scripts. He's got a thousand meetings to go to. He's got uh, PR duties to handle. He's got his personal, his private life. It's, they are pulled in a million directions. Same with athletes. Same with today's athlete. What do you think, uh, you know, we, you'd mentioned before that you still really really enjoying this want to keep doing have you thought like what might be next or how you want to is there a transition or you i mean there's nothing wrong with doing this i'd like a i'd like a bigger gym 
this is pretty awesome though. Oh man, it's hard, it's hard for me to hear you ask for a bigger gym when you've oh, got like, like you gave me thirty thousand square feet, I'd fill it. You gave me twenty thousand, <laughs> I'd fill it. I'd find ways. Um, I love the different toys. I love how it makes your brain go in different directions for how you want to work your body or tweak your body or shore up, you know, some weakness, real or perceived. How you can apply that to people. Um, I don't know, bigger gym, maybe one or two more people, but not that much more because I like the intimacy of what we have going on here. Um, it'd be great to find a way to get stuff out to the masses that we do here because I think we do some good work. I just am not business-minded like that. My wife's working on the whole app stuff, and I just, we'll get there. So right. husband-wife team? She, she no, might. she does the business side. Okay. She's more, uh, I want to I write the programs stay up to speed with as much as I can in the fitness world, different disciplines, right? From yoga, running, Pilates, powerlifting. Um, I like to stay on top of all that sports specific sports performance. stuff. I live for that. And then I apply it to people, uh, as it goes in the gym and, you know, if she can take some of that and run with it and turn it into an ancillary revenue stream, great. If she can find a way to get it out there for people to benefit, uh, for their own exercise. Great. Uh, but you know I don't want to do that I don't want to work on logos and clothing and I don't want to do that it's not what I do I mean it just sounds like you're someone who really figured out what they enjoy doing what they don't and the, the evolution has just been finding ways to keep doing more of what you do enjoy and yeah I drive I come in at I get here around 4.30 every morning and I'm literally driving in thinking what if I had someone pull the wheelbarrow up the ramp and then follow that with some single leg movements with the ropes? I mean, that's like... I love that. I mean, that's... It's a bit It's a bit narrow, but if that's what I am, why am I going to fight it? Because, because we're all being pushed now to become... You know, like, it's just amazing. I said this before to other guests, is that, you know, business experts, online marketing experts are trying to get people who actually got into this because they love to train people to no longer train people because it's a waste of their time because they can have somebody else deliver their system and then they end up like working on business and fucking hate it yeah and they associate and end up hating fitness and so it's just an interesting thing where um it's your workout the way you structure your workout the way you structure your business your career don't let it be someone else's plan it sounds like you've done it uniquely your own way yeah I mean could I do it where uh, it's funny the same girl who was telling me about her pregnancy how she fits between the jammer arms said to me she said it for years and she says you have this uncanny ability to know exactly when the cardio interval is up whether it's 30 seconds a minute 90 seconds two minutes I usually turn and I go hop now we're over here and she looks at the thing and she goes how did you know that was exactly a minute eternal and, timer it is. And yeah. I say it's an internal clock. And she goes, that's crazy how good yours is. And I said, well, first of all, I've been doing it for years, so you kind of know. And I go, what would be crazy if I could find a way to monetize that little skill, which I can't. No. But in this, would it be great to be able to monetize what I do from the training more and better? Yeah. Can you make a good living? I do a presentation for trainers, a branding presentation. I've done it about five times around the country. Um, if you got into the training business to make a lot of money, you're as dumb as most people think trainers are. If you got in it, 
and you want a comfortable life, a nice life, and you're willing to work hard and you want to do some good for a lot of people, great. Plan on staying for a while because you can do that if you'll put the work in. Um, you also have to determine what means, you know, what a lot of money is to you, right? And I have on one of my slides what um, what the average personal trainer makes, what a PE teacher makes in a public school and a private school, and it's different. Um, what an NBA strength coach makes, all averages, right? What uh, a physio who travels with uh, a top ten um, USTA player makes, and you know, some of those numbers, you may look at those and go, wow, that's not very encouraging. Or you may look at those and go, that's more than I ever thought I'd make. I would love that job. So wherever you fit on that continuum is fine, and that's your place, and, and there's nothing right or wrong with any of those. Um, but to go into it and think that you're going to become, you know, fill in the body by person, that's the wrong, you're in the wrong field, man. And that's beyond winning the lottery. Like the, the expectation. No, and I, it's so funny because I, I did a presentation once, similar regard. I'm like, look, if you if you got into this to, to make a lot of money, it might be the worst fucking decision you've ever made. So my following slide after that, I go, if you got into this to make a lot of money, you're as dumb as people think trainers are. And then I go, do these numbers excite you? And I have all those numbers up. And then I tell you what the numbers are. And then my next slide just says, ha, 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 all over it because you're kidding yourself. Not that you can't, you could, but it's not the norm. That's not the path to riches. No, and it can't. It can't be the why because it can't. If it, it is it's so far down the road of yeah. even able to see it, it's it will be frustrating to you. You will be doing a disservice to the clients in the time that you're with those people, and you'll cause undue stress to anybody in your inner circle—wife, kids, friends, roommates, whatever you have at that point because. You're going to be banging your head against the wall. How can I make this more? How can I make? How can I create another revenue stream? How can I? You should do it because I don't know. In my opinion, you should do it because you love doing it. You bring something good to the table. You can help people avoid a lot of the the fall offs or the you know places where they slip on the banana peel on their fitness journey, and you can help them. Period. New paragraph. That's where that has to go. And what I, what I always look for is because again, like you know, the original vision for most of us people that love to get into this and, and make it a career is like, I just want to find a way to uh, be able to work out every single day, afford some really cool equipment, maybe get the afford the supplements I need. I mean, it starts there, and it's like I, you know, I see the toys you have, and it's like I, I can I know the vision for you has been building up this clientele so I can have access personally too to the best stuff in the world not just for my clients because you love it but also so i can try the things that i hear are really important for us to do for our bodies for our health and our wellness and i can go you know i can i can uh, uh, i can gather some empirical data focus group of one of having done this and then i can share that with people because i like watching them you know i was a fat kid and when i was able to control my own physique through exercise and diet obviously but but when I learned that I could change what I look like which changed how I felt about myself and you can say that's shallow all day but some people look at themselves and they're they're not happy uh, you know and now I can change that for myself if I can help somebody else find that happiness not that I'm only happy because I think you know I like how I look on certain days but because you find that it's pretty it's empowering right 
I made a change. I took something that was making me unhappy being a fat kid and I turned it around and I, and I like how I look more and that makes me, I feel better about myself overall. If you can share that, then I think you're doing something good. You bet. And ultimately though too, you know, you have to, the best trainers are themselves the highest level of fitness consumers. They love it, right? They're, they're constantly looking for the, the latest product at Whole Foods or the, the, the coolest new fitness toy. And I think a red flag is if, if there isn't that curiosity, I mean, th- that's when I think you found the wrong person to, to trust for your body. Because not only are the workouts going to be stale, but that person is, is just resting on you know, their laurels or... So this weekend I'm going down to San Diego to the Ursa trade show, right? Biggest trade show in our industry. If you walked in and all you owned was a big empty building and you wanted to start a gym, you could comb the aisles at Ursa and come out and you could do your gym soup to nuts. Everything is there from flooring to hand sanitizer dispensers to cardio equipment to strength equipment to power equipment to Group X stuff to um, towels to membership check-in software thing. Everything is there. I've talked to other trainers over the years. Hey, I'm going to Ursa this week. You want to go? Hey, man. And I've heard this. What? What's Ursa? Or I had a guy today write me back, and he's not. He's out of state, and he said. And I said, he said, "Are you in town this week? I want this weekend. I want to call you about something." I said, "I'm actually not. I'll be at Ursa in San Diego." And he said, "Ah, oh, man, I've been meaning to go to that. Maybe next year I'll, I'll get there." This guy's owned his own facility for six years. I just think, how are you not going to that? I mean. If nothing else, it's a fun weekend away. He doesn't have kids. He's married. Make it a weekend with the wife. You have to have a certain, like you said, curiosity. There has to be a certain passion that's peaking or you know itching to be peaked. Let's go. Can I come up with one thing on this weekend that can make myself, my clients better? Yeah. It's just that mindset. That's why I go to seminars still. Sometimes I sit two days in a seminar and I'm like, Jesus, I knew that. Or, okay, we got it. But if you come away with one or two tidbits, one or two, you know, factoids, little things, you learn, you come back, you're better. Go to three, four, five of those a year. Listen to three, four, five podcasts a year. That's 10, 20 things a year. That's one new thing a month. That's great for great for self-development, self-growth. That's great for you. You become better. The people you work with see that. They become better. They're good for your business. But if not, you're just stagnant. And that's, I don't know, it's tough to, I couldn't do that. I couldn't punch the clock. Every day. It's why you get into this business because you don't want to be that guy. I love it, man. Last question before we close out and learn where we can find out more about you to the listeners who don't know you. Uh, what, I mean, you've had all these highlights in your career, but I'm just curious, like what have been, I'm sure the Lakers gig that happened uh, this past year has been huge, but what are some like really awesome career highlights for you, like beyond your wildest dreams or even, you know, on a small scale like that possibly matters more to you than the Lakers gig? I'm just curious, like what what you've done so much. Oh, just work related stuff. Uh, There's certain watching people do something in their career that they didn't think they could do or they didn't know or maybe they knew, but they never it hadn't happened yet and and you were there to go alongside them because at the end of the day you're to whatever degree you're a sidekick right whether it's with the athlete who ends up 
being voted an all-star or the guy who gets who goes from second round pick to getting a monster contract you played a small part in that it's not your success but you can definitely enjoy their success with them um the actor who gets the role where he's seen in a different light or she's seen in a different light you know she was always the best friend now she's being cast as the ingenue and she's got a a nude scene or a tank top fight scene or you know the actor who was always um the best friend or the sidekick and then all of a sudden he's doing his own fight scene and you go dude they put you in a sleeveless shirt for that or they had you know that's good stuff that's fun to to be a part of that but it's also fun just not the celeb not the athlete side watching you know i train a pediatrician who's been with me for uh 20 years wow and he's 70 and he still cranks the guy plays golf twice a week he sees anywhere between 35 and 60 kids a day you know he's never sick and he he should be He's like a human Petri dish. The guy should be sick every day. He's never sick. He says, you keep me alive. That's a career highlight. To me, that's a career highlight. Seeing Dr. Peter roll in here on Mondays, that's, I like that. For 20 straight years, man. 20 years. And he will sing our praises to anybody who will listen. And he will say, these guys keep me alive. These guys keep me going. It's got to be more than about the parking if you do two decades with someone, we just put it that way. Yeah. The propel water, I'm sure, helps. The propel water helps. <laughs> the fact, you know, you keep the gym clean, that's a huge one. I'm, I'm, you know, I've gone to certain gyms and walked out of certain gyms because they were just filthy, and I think, I just can't do this today. And that doesn't ever happen here. I love it, man. Where can everybody listening learn more about you and any other cool things coming up you want to I mean, let I give you know the about? Web, I give you the website, but we're not selling anything on it, which I think is funny people are like, how do you don't have a store i go yeah call my wife uh <laughs> we'll get there uh yeah gunnerpeterson.com and on uh twitter it's at gunner and on instagram it's uh at gunner fitness and i i would i would assume gunner just sounds like an australian name to me no it's swedish scandinavian swedish really okay my brother's name is tor okay so um, is, is is he jacked you can't, you can't not be jacked when your name is tor he's a big dude my brother he is okay yeah six four great shape I'm not sure. I always wonder, is it the name that makes the man or the woman, or is it... Don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Tough growing up with Gunner, great as an adult. No, the person makes the name for sure. I love it. For sure. Thank you so much for your time, man. Thank you. Greatly appreciate it. Anything I do to ever help you, let me know. And uh, I'm inspired. I hope I can be as relevant and as impacting uh, as what you've accomplished. You're already, on the, you're already on the map. You're killing it already. Well, you know, it's, remember, it's remember, one thing to do it for 10, 15 years. It's another to... I'm on your podcast. You're not on mine. Well, I, I'd love to be on yours if you ever do one. I don't have one. Well, you should. You got, you got a lot to say, man. You got jokes, too. Yeah, there you go. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. And uh, check out the show notes for all info relating to finding more about Gunner. Thank you, guys. Peace. Thanks so much for listening to the Weekly BJ Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe to the podcast to be notified when each weekly episode is posted. Follow me everywhere on social media at BJ Gador, B-J-G-A-D-D-O-U-R. And for more podcasts plus workout, meal prep, and mobility content, please visit thedailybj.com, hashtag not a porn site. Membership is just $9.69 per month. Cancel anytime.